Wednesday, September 9, the 253rd day of 2020. There are 113 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. County you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. We are on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. The old hashtag is in the know. Coming up today... We are going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Governor Bashir uh, gives another lower number yesterday in one fatality. We'll tell you about that. Uh, Grayson County Health Department talks about COVID-19 in Grayson County. We'll also uh, talk about looking forward to some fall foliage and also a peek into Halloween. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Snow. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. As if uh, 2020 wasn't bad enough, now you also have a splinter, I hear. Um, actually, Tanya dug out three. Oh, you got three splinters out. Okay. Yeah, that's what well, happens when you go to mammals. <laughs> and you do some. So I had it ran across a list of things that 2020 has been good for. Okay. I know we think 2020 has been bad, but 2020 uh, telemedicine is making health care more accessible than ever. Amen. Anti-racist books are tele, uh, topping bestseller lists. Okay. Way more people are washing their hands. And way more people are, um, Americans have adopted hundreds of thousands of shelter pets in the year 2020. So those are some of the good things that have happened in 2020. So not all bad, I yeah, suppose. I like it. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey. That was Misty. Well, how are you? Not too bad. So not all bad the no, year 2020. No, I think we'll come out with some good things. I mean, there was definitely there will be a cost to getting to those good things, Absolutely. but we'll be an okay thing. I noticed uh, a lot of activity going on in Litchfield the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Buildings being demolished. Uh, Santa, already preparing for Santa at the old courthouse I saw that. Yeah. because uh, Santa was having trouble getting down the chimney at the old courthouse on the square in Litchfield. And so uh, they're trying to structurally fortify that to handle Santa's girth mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to yeah. get down the chimney and <laughs> deliver presents to uh, the county attorney's office and other offices that are there in the old courthouse and new paint. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't, Looks things good. are looking better. It's it's we're in the honey festival time of year. So mm-hmm. things are a buzz, even though there's not going to be a, I think we're all taking the opportunity to shift into, 
hey, what else could we be doing? <laughs> well, what we would find, have been doing, what else could we be doing? Got to right. find something to like, do. Uh, but the activity around those outdoor projects look to be uh, favorable for the next few days. Warm, dry weather will continue. A better chance of rain continues to look to arrive over the weekend. Cooler temperatures are back into the forecast for next week. So you can look forward to that. Mostly sunny and 90 today. Mostly clear, 68 tonight. Partly cloudy and 89 for tomorrow. Feeling really bad for the people of California. Dealing with these continued... Uh, wildfires. Mm-hmm. I more than a dozen California firefighters were trying to protect a fire station in rugged mountains uh, overrun by flames yesterday, and several mm-hmm. people were hurt. I didn't realize that these foresters, these uh, these forest firefighters, they carry with them these protective shelters that when they get overrun by flames, they can put themselves in almost a pod, oh, a wow. fire retardant pod, that if they find themselves wow. backed into a corner, that they yeah. can seek the ultimate shelter in trying to just, uh, just it's survival mode for the fires. Mm-hmm. I heard a factoid this morning. I don't know who was speaking, so I don't know if we can say the entire state or just portions of California, but I heard someone say yesterday they had more fire damage yesterday in a single day than they will have over an entire year. Wow, I heard that's... something similar. Memo had the TV on, and I heard something very similar to that. It just shows you the size, of, you know, the breadth of the of the damage, and you're talking about fire warnings all the way up to the Oregon, uh, to the border with Oregon, to Mexico, and then to the east into Arizona and and Nevada. And so it's, uh, I know that they get wildfires a lot out there, but this, I mean, and you get a little bit numb to it. Oh, wildfires in California, but this is even you know worse than. Worse than normal. Governor Bashir reported 273 new cases of coronavirus yesterday, bringing us to 53,319. One new death yesterday. But the seven-day rolling average has our positivity rate under 4% for the first time, well, probably for the first time since we heard of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um well, since testing began in earnest, you know, mid-March when there were one cases and two cases, then your positivity rate was low. But once you really started testing, the positivity rate uh, has been higher than 3.91% for most of for all of that period. He did continue to warn, though, to get ready for large numbers on both cases and likely fatalities the next couple of days, uh, if not for the next four or five days. And they're using... They're using the Labor Day weekend as a template. They're, I guess they're actually using the 4th of July and Memorial Day for the template of what to expect post-holiday gatherings and picnics and um, you know lack of social distancing. So he thinks that in the coming days we'll see the byproducts of choices that people made over the long holiday weekend. But he did also commend the 3.91% positivity rate on the seven-day rolling average. But it, it, I had to look this story up to make sure that it wasn't the same story being reported again because the headline says Governor Bashir and his family test negative for COVID-19. Well, if you go on to read the story, they were supposed to have a separate press conference yesterday to that involved... Uh, Congressman Hal Rogers mm-hmm. and the governor started not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And so they canceled the press conference and they were tested and the tests come back negative. I think the, the entire family was tested. I think the first lady was not feeling particularly well. And I, and I read that story. I'm, 
is this a is this a accidental reprint of an old story because the last time that he didn't feel well and they had to be tested they were headed to a, a presser with congressman rogers mm. so i don't know it yeah, i don't know if congressman rogers makes the governor sick or nauseous mm-hmm. or the thought yeah. of being around him or if it's just really weird coincidence or there's a possibility that they don't want to take any extra chances mm-hmm. with Congressman Rogers because mm-hmm. he is, you know, an older gentleman. And right. So there's a pattern forming. Yeah, they seem to be. Let's try again next month and see what happens, and then seem, we'll know. Seem to be okay. <laughs> uh, Kentucky State Senator Gerald Neal, a longtime lawmaker from Louisville, is hospitalized after testing. Uh, positive for COVID-19. He's a Democrat who has served in the Senate for 30-plus years, checked himself into the hospital as a precautionary measure. We also had, uh, a couple of days ago, Representative Attica Scott uh, tested positive for COVID-19. She was not hospitalized, uh, is not yet hospitalized, but she says that she's quarantining for 14 days. They would be colleagues in the legislature. I, mm-hmm. I can't say that, I can't say, you know, one tested positive because of the other, but I do know that they're close colleagues there in Louisville. So, um, it is, I guess, of note mm-hmm. that both tested positive at the same time and he is being a little more um, active in seeking treatment. The Grayson County Health Department has issued a statement regarding a uh, what they call a release of isolation letter being sent to someone who had not tested positive for coronavirus. Health Department Director Josh Embry said the Grayson County Health Department has conducted investigation an investigation and has determined that a release of isolation letter was mistakenly sent to a contact, not someone who tested positive. The error in question did not lead to a false positive being reported to the state. So he uh, is addressing some social media rumors claiming that positive cases are inflated by health and government officials in a massive conspiracy. He said his agency is accurately reporting numbers to the state as well as to local media and on their social media channels. He goes on, this is a quote from him, says, The health department has reported cases of COVID-19 in our community in an ethical manner and has taken steps to make sure that our data is as accurate as possible. Any case that has been reported in our numbers has had a confirmatory lab result. That's what he says. So, very <laughs> Some paperwork errors happen in all walks of life. Um, i to think the majority of our names and addresses have come across their desk in the form of te- being tested, how we tested, or mm-hmm. tracing. We've or been in contact. contact. Right. right. So I, the fact that one letter went out is like a nothing burger to me. It's mm. like it would be different if they said somebody was positive and they weren't positive, but it, still in that situation. I see now that you've been given the green light by dictionary.com to use that yeah. word you chose to. Well, I'd heard it before and I wasn't a fan of it. Like it wasn't right. something that I was like, I think that's a nugget I want to put in my pocket. But now that it's <laughs> sanctioned. burger, right. Okay. I, I was going back and forth on nothing nugget or this nothing It's like burger. going to the shoe store, trying it on and walking around to see how it feels. Yeah. And it's like, I need, you, I need, before I need, you yeah, wear it out. I need different okay. types of floor. Yeah, I'm good. I think you yeah. probably ought to change to a different pair of shoes. Yeah. But that's just me. You like nugget burger or n- no, nothing nugget no, better? Not really. Can it, it, <laughs> If it's going to be this time of day, I need it to be something more breakfast-related. It's a nothing omelet, perhaps. Governor Bashir okay. announced yesterday the launch of the Healthy at Home mm-hmm. Eviction Relief Fund website, where Kentuckians can visit and apply for assistance. Starting yesterday, Kentuckians can visit the site to seek information on how to obtain a portion of the $15 million in federal CARES Act money that the governor pledged to support 
the Healthy at Home Eviction Relief Fund. Uh, Some of the particulars. Eligible landlords can be reimbursed for missed rent payments and receive some advanced rent payments for uh, to keep tenants in their homes. For eligible tenants, the program pays up to 90% of past due rent and may also cover up to two months of future rent. And for approved applicant uh, applications, payments will be made directly to eligible landlords. There are three important tenets of this program. When the eviction relief fund was mentioned in theory, I feared it was just some slush fund that will be sending out dollars to people that say, I can't pay my rent. Unless the landlords are at the table, this is a boondoggle. The landlords must get the money because there are landlords that have commercial housing developments that are relying upon the revenues to make their debt service. So you can't just send these benefits in the form of a stipend or a check to the end user. Well, I guess the landlords, well, I guess really the banks could be the end user, but to the resident. You can't put the dollars in the resident's hand or they will likely be misappropriated away from the intended target, which was to cover the rent. Mm -hmm. So I do at at least very much like the guardrails that are in place here to see that this $15 million is getting to the places that it needs to get to rather than being treated like Trump bucks and saying, here, go spend on whatever you want to. I still would like to know, before I give my opinion, what what qualifies as eligible? Like, what makes you eligible? Because I just – programs like this get heavily abused, and I'd like to have my mortgage taken care of because of coronavirus. But I'm not eligible, (laughs) and I know that. Like, I'm still receiving – Eligibility. Here are eligibility requirements. Uh, Name, uh, address, phone number, voter registration, party affiliation. (laughs) I would like to know if there's really – because I don't know of anyone who's not received their unemployment back pay. And I know there's supposedly hundreds of thousands out there. Uh, I don't know any of them, so I would really like to know. And then the thing is, when when that money comes in, are you going to be responsible to pay back the government who covered your rent? Are you just – like you, we're just now paying people's rent out of tax money who could, who would have been paying their rent. Uh, by the way, like aren't, how are we paying the government back? We can't just keep giving out money that we're not going to be giving getting back in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's just me, but we're hearing far less about backlogged unemployment benefits. The last number I saw was still like 147,000 claimed cases that had not been covered in Kentucky, and that was a week or so ago. And I thought that was a very high number considering I, I personally do not know anyone. Now, you may be... Um, Maybe you're just not sharing the information with yeah, people. Yeah, you, you, know? you may. And I'm not saying that's false information. You're out there. But when you get your extra $600 plus your unemployment, are you going to be responsible to pay back what the government is covering for you now? And if not, then I have a problem with this because we are going to hemorrhage financially completely out of existence as right. a government. Yeah, well, it's a very, you know, tough choices to make. Even in the way of the, you know, the president saying that you can take the deferment to not play, pay some of your uh, payroll taxes for a while, sure. but those are going to be taxed at some point in time, You're, so you want to be really careful about choosing to do that now. And I'm now. a fan of, like, having to pay back whatever the government's bailing me out on, but that has to be paid back. It can't just be given out or we are going to cease to exist financially. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said yesterday the Senate would vote on a trimmed-down Republican 
Republican coronavirus relief package, though it has a slim chance of passage in the face of the Democrats' insistence for more sweeping aid. He acknowledged the package will he will be putting forward does not contain every idea that our party likes, according to him. And uh, his bill would provide $105 billion to help schools reopen, enact a shield against lawsuits for businesses and others that are powering ahead to reopen, create a scaled-back $300 per week supplemental jobless benefit, write off $10 billion in earlier debt at the U.S. Postal Service, $31 billion for a coronavirus vaccine, $16 billion for testing, and $15 billion to help child care providers reopen. And there is additionally $20 billion for farmers in the plan and what is called the scaled-back plan. By the way, I'd like to... You know how I was talking about uh, maybe a month or so ago about the phrase with everything that's been going on. It's mm-hmm. the magical phrase. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do anything or you want to explain something or you, it's a get out of get out of it phrase. Well, with everything that's been mm-hmm. going on, I would also like to say to our brethren of reporters around the world, especially around the country, it is okay going forward. That when you say something was canceled, you no longer have to say why it was canceled. So you say, well, school was canceled. Well, you don't have to say because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19, or because of the coronavirus. Going forward now, you you are only required to give explanation of why something was canceled unless it's something, if it's something other than what we can assume yep. that it was. Yeah, it's a given. Yeah, aren't we far enough into this now that we can assume well, why, thing, why things are canceled unless otherwise noted? And the, tra- the training I in writing broadcast copy was given was you only alert people to things that are out of the norm. Mm, yes. Right. So the pandemic is now the norm. If we go back to school, that would be out of the norm. <laughs> and then you would say we are back to school because things right. are coming back to the normal. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going, going to school. To school. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those. Well, you know, it's funny to me is for years people would call and say, is there school today? Well, why didn't you say there was school today? And you would say, we don't report. We don't there's report school. openings. Right. But now... Because of 2020, we are reporting <laughs> openings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're only reporting openings. I, I just I see news coverage, and I mean, we even do it it's ourselves so and go, "Well, uh, this will be postponed." Uh, the the ducking hunger regatta had to be moved from the aquatic center because of the, of the pandemic. pandemic. Everyone knows why it had to be yeah, moved. Yeah. You know, so it just I, I'm just giving everyone a blanket carte blanche. You don't have to explain why something is canceled. Save the syllables. Till further notice, <laughs> you don't. My, that's my new campaign. Save the it. syllables. And this headline uh, made me laugh. A goat got into a police officer's patrol car oh, yes, in did. Georgia and ate official documents. Yes, A it Georgia did. sheriff's deputy <laughs> delivering civil papers returned to her patrol vehicle to find an eager and hungry new driver, a goat. Folks, we've been doing it wrong. We I were, love it. We were blaming it on the dog yeah, all these years. Yeah. Dog ate my homework, yeah. a more plausible excuse would have been, go date my homework. I'd like to know <laughs> the recipient so of those papers and how hard right. they prayed. God, if you could just help me out. Yeah, have all the charges been <laughs> waived for people who's, who's documents And then the Lord sent a goat. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Leaves you all 
Teddy Bear Day. Honoring the first and most popular plush animal toy that was inspired by the helpless cub that U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt refused to shoot while hunting in 1902. That's how that started. Yep. It is a lot of teddy bears. Also International Sudoku Day. I could never do that. that. Me either. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's kind of a math game. It's some kind of math. In in ways, though, it's just a different. It's a. It's a different. If you, if you really uh, peel the layers, it's not a lot different than mahjong. Really? Really? Uh, I'm good at mahjong. Yeah, because well, you have to line up. So if you got the three dots on one side, you've got a the numbers. It, it's it's not that difficult no, a game once you get used that's to it. Mahjong is just matching tiles. Yeah, but the matching part of the you, you see you, the, okay. the way that it's layered away, gotcha. and you have to prioritize on what order to move, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's uh, wonderful weirdos day today. Well, all right. Um, yeah, <laughs> wonderful weirdo. weirdos day. Saluting <laughs> all the people weird. who are well, kind of quirky. And uh, it is also international, no, just national, not international. I don't want to speak for just, the whole just world. Just here in Marka. Yep, just a hashtag Marka. We are celebrating National Wiener Schnitzel Day. It sounds like something we would celebrate German. in Germany. Yeah. But um, so. Could we head to Germantown? I guess, or Vanderburg County, uh, Indiana, down around Evansville. Yeah. Very, very German. Okay, Cincinnati, is that- very German. Is that like sauerkraut wieners? I'm not a lover of the German It's food. a traditional Austrian dish, actually, which belongs to the best-known specialties of Viennese cuisine. It's a very thin slice of veal, which is breaded and then deep-fried in clarified butter or good old lard. Wiener schnitzel. So my mother makes fried potatoes, and my nieces love them, particularly Gordon, my Wiener. niece Gordon. Yes. She calls them lard potatoes lard <laughs> instead potatoes. of fried potatoes. Well. Yeah. That is, my really, children, isn't that why you eat them? Well, my the children lard? called them boiled potatoes because they thought she was frying them in water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. like, wait a second. You can tell that we don't home make food at our house, just at Memo's. <laughs> right. Uh, I told you yesterday when we were talking about the California wildfires that one of the fire outbreaks was being blamed on a gender reveal party yeah. where they were using yeah. fireworks. I hate to be that couple today. And I, I was... Um, I just sort of told you I was on the record for kind of being anti-gender reveal anyway because it's an arms race. Mm-hmm. Whatever your neighbor does, they have to be one-upped. Right. Uh, well, they did this. Yes. You know, they hit a golf ball filled with dynamite and then exploded <laughs> into blue, and it painted the entire neighborhood in blue paint right, right. like a dye pack from robbing a bank mm-hmm. or something. And so it just, it's, it just yep. escalates and escalates until what happens? You set a state on fire. So, someone said, for the love of God, stop burning things down to tell everyone about your kids' hoo-ha. No one cares but you. Can I be friends with this person? Yes, I think you are. I like the fact that you are. This says the parenting blogger wrote, well, I actually changed it to hoo-ha. Oh, oh, (laughs) The parenting parenting blogger wrote, wait, you're a blogger. Yeah. And you like talk it. about some parenting, so this might be taken from your blog. This, well, <laughs> but really, on fire. I mean, not that many people care. I appreciate those who, you know, I know it's fun for you all, and it's now the trend. Uh, you know, the, we went through the promposal phase and all the jazz. Like, it's just, but uh, can we get back to the, to the cream-filled <laughs> cupcake that's pink or blue? And what do you do if you're the couple who doesn't want your child to have a gender? 
Do you just do yellow or green? <laughs> just, just. Like what happens? Just, like just beige. if you want to get on this train, just beige. <laughs> just beige. Uh, it, Which I don't recommend being that parent. It's you. You always have to go one step greater because then you look like, well, that's just what everybody else did. Yeah. Think of it like this. Look, if you're watching, an Arkansas couple's wedding photos are posing on the edge of a cliff in an extreme wedding shoot. No, stop it. That's okay, not real. so if you've looked this up, if you're not watching, uh, you can Google it. Arkansas couple poses on cliff edge in extreme wedding photo no, shoot. That makes me so they had to find a place because of, well, I don't have to tell you why, they had to find a new place and a new way to do their wedding. Right. Yeah. So they found this bluff. And mm-hmm. so they're out there on this ledge, mm-hmm. and they are not holding hands, and she looks like a Looney Tunes character yep. out over the ledge here. Yeah, there's no way. Mm-mm. Okay. Is she? Did she fall? It looks like she had to fall, correct? Yes. Here's the deal. She's wearing a rappelling harness, and it's been Photoshopped out. That's okay. what's making her dress. Okay. See the line yep. on the top yeah. of her dress? It's yep. perpendicular to the to because it's parallel no to the rock. That yeah. her knees That's right. High. So yeah. she they are uh, they are rock climbers. Okay. And Makes she's sense. wearing a rappelling harness under sure. her dress that they did for the photo shoot, and she's looking down into the canyon. Yeah. Now I started wondering: Well, is there one of those inflatable masks uh, mats sure. underneath that if she falls, was this just perfect timing, or what was it? But my point is, is that some people are going to see that and they're going to say we got to do something better than that and they won't know that a rappel harness was used yeah. and they I just I'm think... just saying we take this to infinite extremes and then we next thing you know we're eating tide pods <laughs> no it's a new thing what was it that the kids are eating now I exactly that's my point they've moved on tide pods weren't good enough ladies and gentlemen we the next thing you know you have doudoir photo shoots see a bridge too far mm-hmm. you yeah. don't no we we've had the doudoir right shoot. i know yeah. that's my they thing were, see, they were memes w- see we got into a right. <laughs> we don't want the serious ones i though. don't know that they were all memes <laughs> i think there's some of those guys that were thought that was a really tasteful <laughs> medium no, do you want to see my duck heads with one of the galluses off to the side? Oh, Lord help us. <laughs> I think not. The, hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> hey, good news, though. Fall foliage is on the way. You can set your calendar by fall foliage. There's a new fall foliage prediction map. And you can see it at SmokyMountains.com, but it does for oh. the entire nation. Okay. And it's starting to show you when... The fall foliage will be ideal. Off into the northeast United States, Maine, Vermont, those areas already starting to see some fall color. Off into Montana and Dakota, uh, into the Dakotas, even into Colorado, New Mexico, you're starting to see some, some of the fall color. If you're looking at the map, then you'll notice that right here in good old Kentuck Territory, mm-hmm. we are still solid green. Yep. Here's the thing we have to look forward to in the Twin Lakes. Our fall foliage is going to be later arriving. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it's going to be longer lasting because we've had one of the wettest summers and springs that we've had in in memory. In fact, at times we've had too much water. In Mm -hmm. fact, if you've been on our lakes, you'll see Kent 
can somebody take some of this water? Could California use this water for wildfires? So the lake levels are still high. But it's slow. that moisture in the mm-hmm. soil and in the trees mm-hmm. is slowing down the change in the color. And so we'll get a later arriving but probably longer-lasting fall foliage season. Yeah, so over the weekend, Nolan Lake was up so high that the signs, the blue signs to tell you where you are, mm-hmm. your street signs, yep. are underwater. Yeah. But the pine cones won't fall. So we use the pine cones to start fires. And mm. he's like, shimmy up that tree and get me some pine cones. And I'm like, use That's... lighter fluid. <laughs> All right. No. That works. But, yeah, no, it was the same conversation. <laughs> and then not long after the fall foliage arrives, Halloween will be arriving, and people are going to have to get uh, creative. I, it was interesting to see around the globe different ways that Halloween is, uh, is um, celebrated. Like in Ireland. It's not the candy that's important, but a sweet bread called Barnbrock, B-A-R-N-B-R-A-C-K. A A lot of people started baking bread back during March and April when we were stuck at home. So instead of making your normal bread, you might want to look into Barnbrock, B-A-R-B-R-A-C-K, with a good Irish brogue, you'll say that. Barnbrock. Russia, they don't celebrate Halloween. They don't celebrate. Halloween was too much. (laughs) They say it goes against their Christian and cultural values and traditions, which I won't necessarily argue on its merits. But all I would say to you, Russia, is that in some other ways, you're not exactly exhibiting what I would say idealistic Christian and cultural beliefs. I mean, Putin do you. Right. right. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with you standing your ground on Halloween love, on those I love reasons. That you're separating yourself out. But I'm Halloween just kind of going, mm, what about the murders? What? <laughs> you know, what? What about the deception? The deceit, right, the, right, right, yeah. right. I've got, I've got some issues. Uh, in Scotland, they, um, you and your sweetheart, are supposed to throw nuts in a fire. Oh, so uh, at each other. Pecans, <laughs> cashews, etc. <laughs> Just I felt the need to clarify. Why do we? Why do we do that? Well, if they, if the nuts that you throw in the fire crack, a fracture and crack loudly. It looks like you won't be hearing wedding bells anytime soon, but if they roast quietly, your relationship will be nothing but smooth sailing. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Uh, right? Smooth sound. Uh Yeah. Okay. I'm allergic to nuts, so. Okay. Well, you all can use Skittles. Lug nuts. I'm not allergic to lug nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Lug nuts. No, you all are more like wing nuts. I agree. I agree. You know, we more are. like wing, yeah. wing nuts. Yeah. Than... <laughs> it's true. Uh, Halloween it's forcing true. people to get creative. A YouTube family designed a spooky slide to safely hand out Halloween candy to trick-or-treaters. Okay. So a lot okay. of people are, you know, they're trying to do the social distancing thing, leave the bucket at the yep, end yep, of the porch. Yep. But this way, you can be out there mm-hmm. and you can drop the candy in the pipe that's and fun. it comes down I in the bucket. It. A little I think creepy that's, with the head, sure. spitting out the candy, but hey. I think it's I a little it. bit. Cool. It's a little bit. Some people do Halloween better. on the scary side and some people do Halloween on like the fall harvest side. And I'm more of a fall harvest kind of girl. Yeah, I'm more of a fall festival type yeah, of yeah, than yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. down and dirty. A handcuffed man who tried to run from deputies in North Florida ended up getting tripped up by his own pants. 37-year-old Gabriel White, early Sunday morning, was wanted on burglary charges. He was handcuffed Mm. and decided to run or make a run for it. But unfortunately, Mm. they caught him. 
looking like a fool <laughs> with his pants on the ground. Uh, yeah, sorry. Mm, wear a belt. <laughs> yeah, wear, wear some spenders next time, Gabriel. <laughs> Got to get to a break. More on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know underground is the only word in the English language that starts and ends with the letters U-N-D. Underground, the only word in the English language that starts and ends with the letters U-N-D. I'd never really considered that. Seen that word a lot and go, oh, yeah. So. I'm more curious about the person who figured that out and why they were figuring that out. It was like, me. I was yeah. the I was the oh. person who figured it out. Yeah. Who has time like that? Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you are setting your calendar and you are needing to know when you can get a new iPhone, Apple has set the announcement for September 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So at noon on September 15th here in the Central Time Zone, You'll be able to find out about the iPhone 12, the Apple Watch Series 6, and iOS 14. I think there's a new... I know there is for Miss Buckles. (laughs) She's going to have an iPhone 12. Yeah. Because I'm tired of her speakerphone. (laughs) Your equipment has failed, so most of your phone calls... It's not your fault. You were exasperated when I said that, but your phone doesn't work properly, and so you need a new phone. I know, but I just hate to be the one because if that's the only, I mean, I hate to be the one out of all of us to get the new one. Oh, I'm getting one too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm getting. Phones for all. Okay. I, I have an iPhone six. One. You have a six. Yes, I have an iPhone six S plus. But do they still make those? Uh-huh. Did you get it on the lawsuit? Yeah, <laughs> I have had it for a long time. I have had this phone for a very long time. That's so bizarre and, that you have a it, 6. It has even served, my husband has an 8. I have a 6S+. Plus. I don't even know what mine is. And the reason I wouldn't get a 10, the reason I wouldn't get a 9 or an 11, is because I knew that 5G was on the horizon. Yep. And the 12s will be 5G compatible. So mm-hmm. in about 7 or 8 or 9 years, yep. when 5G is available here in Litchfield, <laughs> I'll be ready. Yeah, well, you, that's how long you kept your, your <laughs> that's former infrastructure. Exa- that's exactly <laughs> right. But, the you know, the three cameras, the 3D photos, yeah. there were oh, no innovations wait. on the iPhone that were great enough for me to go, it's time for me to upgrade. I've been waiting for the 12 for a couple of years. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, she must have a 12, mm-hmm. and I want a 12. Yeah, Mallory and I will have 12s just because of the work we do. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know you all hear me when I walk in the door because I'm on the phone with Mamma or Aunt Debbie or somebody, but I have to have it on speaker because that's right. Your my ears, sound doesn't your work. Speaker doesn't, and by the way, that's much more common. I think that's one of the common fail points on the iPhone because you're not the only person that we know. Mama Carla's phone was that way. Yes. Okay, so that's not that uncommon for iPhone ear speakers to fail. And you have to use them on speakerphone. Uh, Misty, I'm going to need to keep an eye on you the rest of the day because I fear that the following headline may be unsettling to you. Okay. Keeping up with the Kardashians will end after season 20. What kind of trash will be in my life without them? Are you ready? Are no, you? Is it time? I don't think, listen, I have purged a lot of things in my life in an attempt to be holistically a better person, a better <laughs> friend, better internally. 
but the Kartrashians and I just have never broken up. Like I try and they pull me back in. Yeah. Like my, really through Instagram is where they, they suck me in. My recommend 90 day fiance. No, I've tried that one. <laughs> like there's something about like, they're so gorgeous. They can't be real people. So I'm waiting for them to like rip off their face mask and show their robots or something like that. Can't be real life for somebody. Do all of the Kardashians and Kris Jenner and all that bunch, uh-huh. are they obligated or were they obligated to get Paris Hilton tattoos at some point? Because they really have Paris Hilton to thank for the empire that they've built. So the interesting thing about – I saw Paris Hilton on CBS Sunday morning this week. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about the Kardashians, they're not being canceled. They're just saying after the 20th season – at the end of 2021, we're we're telling the cameras that they have to leave our lives in the form of this show. Yeah. But if you let's follow the money, I, I want to I want us to focus in on the financial empire yes. that they have <laughs> created. So here here's the here's the only math you need to know in this decision. They only only quote fingers mm-hmm. air, air quote fingers. They only get. 30 to 40 million dollars for a season of keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Divide that by the number of people that have to be fed out of that. Yeah. And they each individually are making far more in other enterprises than that show. They the show has put them into the ionosphere Financially, that they don't need the show any longer. They can go do their own individual projects. They can do their own, and they will be, have more money than their great-great-grandchildren could ever spend. You know, but I, I got to disagree with that a little bit because I'm like, don't leave the one who brought you to the dance. Oh, I, I like, am wholeheartedly with that. If it wasn't for uh, the TV show, I wouldn't have any idea who they, they are. And honestly, Paris Hilton can claim that, but it wasn't Paris completely. Really, O.J. Simpson's trial where their father, Robert Kardashian, <laughs> made his splash into the hemisphere of who he was. So Absolutely. But my point is though, in reality television, Paris Hilton is the one who kind of built him on the scene. Built the model and said, Oh, here's how you become an influencer. Here's how you build a career around just being famous for having no particular talent. Well and I also think though the fact that Chris was married to Bruce Jenner, an Olympian, Mm -hmm. then went, Okay, now there's another element that we're gonna start following this whole family. And then the fact that they're freakishly gorgeous and it doesn't change. Like nobody's aged in ten years except they keep having babies and I'm like Fountain of Youth. They all moved to St. Augustine. That's I'm telling you they're they're not real people. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, Derek Huff will be returning as a judge for season 29 because Glenn, I think his name is Glenn, uh, the the normal judge can't travel from can't travel from Great Britain because of travel restrictions. So Derek Huff is going to be a judge. Speak of freakishly gorgeous, are those real eyeballs? Well, and here's what's interesting. I've I very rarely watched that show, but when I heard that name, I knew exactly who he was. Because yeah. of his eyes? Yes. That's cr- mm-hmm. Like, those are vampirish. Oh, by the way, during the Disney family, family sing-alongs back during the early summer, yeah. he and his wife, mm-hmm. they did some numbers for Disney, some dance numbers. They were phenomenal. Yes. Are really his good. eyes really that blue? Mm, I think so. Or is that photoshopped? Like, uh, pretty blue. I don't, I is that a filter? Uh, Hubie Halloween, Adam Sandler's Halloween-themed movie, is getting an October 7th release date. So the guy who did, the director who did Little Nicky is doing Hubie Halloween. By the way, it's Adam Sandler's birthday. We'll tell you more about that. Okay. And Jelly Belly's founder is launching a Willy Wonka-esque treasure hunt. Oh, that's fun. 
David Klein, who no longer owns Jelly Belly, is giving away a Florida candy factory to the lucky winner. <gasps> Shut it's up. It's going to cost you $1,000 to enter. Okay. There's an entry fee. Okay. It's going to be limited to 1,000 people. But it's going to be a scavenger hunt. This is what I want for Christmas. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Do you want to pay the Florida property tax bill on a candy factory that no longer makes candy? I'm going to go with yes, Bob, for 400 <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'd say just be careful. There might be some hidden treasures involved in this contest. I mean, as you always say, there's a reason things get given away. <laughs> but right. I still love a good treasure hunt. So you had me at Jelly Belly Treasure Hunt. That's all right. Have fun eating the Jelly Bellies in the process. Yep. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today is a pretty simple, direct question. How was your summer? <laughs> what summer? Yeah. <laughs> I, we've sort of lost these mile points or mileposts to know. But when you think about it, you know, this is typically, had this been a normal year, we'd be looking back and going, well, summer 2020 kind of comes to an end, you know, lake season wrapping down, and now we're moving into our fall festivals and the holiday season not too far away. But the blur continues. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of like fair to Midland. Yeah, it's like, you know, there are yeah. some things uh, we were talking yesterday, I think during a break, the number of people who are doing outdoor things now or mm-hmm. social distance things or in the woods or there there have been some definite discoveries. And that's kind of the way we started the show about silver linings. Mm-hmm. But a new poll finds that just 16 percent of Americans describe the summer as a good one, while nearly three times that many call it a bad summer or the worst ever. So nearly, nearly half of Americans say it was a bad summer or the worst ever. And to be clear, you know, I I, I really, really want to point out is that uh, other than it being, you know, stressful and a lot of information to take in and showing up to work every day and blah, 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 we, we, the the royal we, the, the three of us in the studio, but also as a building, you know, we've been really blessed since uh, March 15th in comparison to what a lot of people are dealing with. So while I would like to be funny and say, oh, the summer was awful, and it was it it certainly was not awful by comparison to what a lot lot of other people are having to deal with, Mm -hmm. but those that may be jobless or those that may be have lost loved ones or those. So it's just you got to be careful about. And when I say you got to be careful, I'm actually talking to self because I'm looking at self right there going, you got to be careful about belly aching too much. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the worst ever. Yeah, if you if you didn't get to go to Disney and it made it the worst summer ever. Yeah, there's yeah. something. I, I have to look yeah. back every day and go, okay, nobody's sick. Not just COVID you, sick. Like, so, there's nobody sick right now. There's nobody. When did you, know, you choose to start anybody. preaching? You just stepped right on my toes. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> said if you didn't get to go to Disney, you said it was the worst summer ever. Honey, where you been? I've been preaching for years. You're stepping on my toes. Announcing my call. Already. <laughs> uh, today's <laughs> highlight. Like, that's the one thing you went to. Like, well, I actually didn't have you in mind. Ouch. I had another family in mind, but I would probably get kicked off if I said it out loud. You know, so. that's the old thing. You're sitting in church. If you feel like you're being preached on, then you probably are. You probably yeah. are. Uh, that's what happened to me. Like my toes weren't mashed today, but I see you stumbling around. Misty called out Disney World, and I'm going, okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 1776, the Second Continental Congress made the terms United States official, replacing United Colonies. In 1850, California became the 31st state of the Union. Mm. 
2014, Apple unveiled its long-anticipated smartwatch, as well as the next generation of its iPhone. Four years ago today, Hillary Clinton, on the campaign trail, speaking at a fundraiser in New York City, described half of President Trump supporters as a basket of deplorables. Mm. The phrase, a basket of deplorables, was launched this date four years ago. Now, I'd just like to do some quick math, a fun little exercise for you. Um, She said half of Trump's supporters are a basket of deplorables. Mm -hmm. So if you're married and you and your spouse both like President Trump, one of you is a deplorable. I'll let you decide which one. <laughs> According to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I know. I got this. I got it. I got it. A married that couple a really of two math who are both President <laughs> Trump supporters. One of them is a deplorable. You get right? to decide which one. Math I can finally yes. do, right? <laughs> this math is easy. Right? <laughs> Tom Wopat is 69 today. One of the Duke boys. He's having a birthday party today, but when you get there, you got to go in through the window. You can't use the. <laughs> Which one is he? Can't I use the door. So. Uh, he's Luke. He's, yeah, Luke. Yeah. Blonde dark, or dark headed one? Okay. Right. John Schneider is the blonde headed one. Yeah. Adam Sandler is 54 today. Eric Stone Street is 49. Henry Thomas is 49 today. He played Elliot in E.T. Aww. Michael Bublé is 45 today, and Lauren Daigle is 29. Gone but not forgotten, Colonel Harlan Sanders was born this date in 1890. Oh, finger looking good to you, mm-hmm. right? Well, after the pandemic. Yeah. Not after now. the pandemic, we can get back to the finger licking. Uh, Otis Redding was born this date in 1941. I didn't realize he died at such a young age. He Otis had Redding? so many great hits <laughs> to yep. die. I think he was 27. Yeah, something like Crazy. that. Uh, let's go to Chart Toppers. Yes. The Highwaymen. You all will be grateful. Well, one of you will be grateful that I skipped over the whistling intro oh, for this you. song. Did Michael ever get to shore? I mean, Still rowing. <laughs> get it, Michael. Just, You're almost there. Just keep rowing. Just, just keep rowing. By the way, Big Brother is on tonight. House guests by for the power of veto. America's Got Talent on NBC and on HGTV, a series premiere, Brother vs. Brother. So Jonathan and Drew Scott's new series is on HGTV tonight. Number one this date in 1970, Edwin Starr was number one with War. Absolutely. Say it again. <laughs> the, the album cover. I just... Sometime when you have time, go look up Edwin Starr's War and Peace album cover. It reminds me of the old commercials with the angel food cake and the devil food cake on the, you know, they're up there. Mm -hmm. Yep, like the Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, you get the angel on one shoulder and you get the devil on the other shoulder and they're both trying to tell you what to do. Yeah, that's right. 1979, Earth, Wind, and Fire, number one, with After the Love Has Gone. Yeah, that's an awkward moment. <laughs> you're standing there and realizing something left us. <laughs> Shall I help you pack? Boxes are on the left. Roll to the left, to the left. <laughs> Everything you own. You know, box to the left. 1988. 
from the one of the greatest albums of all time, yes. Appetite yes. for Destruction. The lead single. Rock and roll music was forever changed from the opening riff to this song. It was number one this date in 88. And they kept on with the opening riffs, like Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's the I mean, you can hear that riff anywhere and know immediately what it is. Spice Girls number one in 97 with Two Become One. The Wreckers leave the pieces 14 years ago today. And Salento with Watch Me whipping Nene five years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today goes like this. Education costs money. But then so does ignorance. Education costs money, but then so does ignorance. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're